Hello, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Good Morning Fancast, and we have another NASCAR special plus highlights of some stuff I learned today when it, or stuff I knew a lot for a while about sports media rights when it comes to NASCAR. I know I probably talked about this before. I had a little inspiration today in my sports marketing class where I thought it would be kind of fun to talk about the value of media rights in motorsports and how journalists can adapt to those things when it comes to NASCAR and, and all that stuff. So... And also, I'm going to talk about why I love NASCAR, as I promised in the promotion yesterday. First of all, let's talk about NASCAR's media rights deal that was announced towards the end of last year, heading into this year. So NASCAR announced a historic media rights agreement starting 2025 with Fox, NBC Sports, Amazon, and Warner Brothers Discovery. Which, if you don't know what Warner Discovery is, that's like TNT, Sports, the Max app, HBO, and then your HGTVs. Those are all those networks under that umbrella. Since the Discovery networks and Warner Brothers had the merger. But the key is the TNT and Bleacher Report on Max and all those sports-related properties that they'll be joining. And yes, Amazon Prime video will stream NASCAR races. To kind of read off the press release, and I will go in and explain on it. So NASCAR announced it has reached new seven-year media rights agreement for the NASCAR Cup Series with four best-in-class distribution partners. Fox Sports, NBC Sports, Amazon Prime Video, and TNT Sports, as I stated, to deliver live coverage of all 38 NASCAR Cup Series races beginning in 2025 and extending through the 2031 season. Financial terms of the agreements were not disclosed. Well, in this press release, they aren't, but there are updates from the Athletic where they did, they later would tell us the agreement. Which I can pull up. So, here it is. Cool, yeah, athletic. NASCAR reached with with those networks seven years, seven point seven billion dollars, which parses out to one point one billion per year. This was a forty percent increase over NASCAR's current deals. Or deal, also, the Xfinity series had a separate deal, which I'll go into. But I think the more thing to, to pay attention to is that the truck series does link more with the cup series in a deal. So truck series also renewed with FS1 and the Fox networks for the whole season. And the CW did have a whole, a whole separate deal with another new network that has not broadcast in NASCAR. You'll probably know them as an art to broadcast Riverdale and the Supergirl show, the CW. And they will pay approximately $115 million per year for the rights that run through the 2031 season for all 33 Xfinity races in their season. 
and this is a landmark, but the CW will, will bring that Xfinity series for the first time to local over-the-air television or just more, it'll still be way more accessible and the streaming will be more accessible as well and easier to access. So cool to see the second tier of NASCAR for their series get this more attention heading into the season after this season is when the TV deal will start. So my sources, just to clear it up, are with Sports Business Journal, Adam Stern, as part of this, on mentioning this article, and also Jordan Bianchi, the athletic, who's a good source, also help with this report. So this has, just to cite my sources. And then the truck series, well, like I said, will remain the Fox. Amazon and TNT will have this, like a summer package because NASCAR in their deal before the one they had now that started in 2015, so the one that was in 2007 to 2014, that seven-year deal, it was Fox, and then TNT had a six-race summer package. So they've been with, TNT has been with NASCAR before, Warner Brothers. And it was six races, so Fox and ESPN, there was a middle partner for the summer. So basically that's returning, but instead of it being six, you have two different new networks. Or TNT's not new for NASCAR, but Amazon Prime, and they're going to split a 10-race package in the middle. So Fox, NBC will have more focus on the 14 races at the end, and Fox will have their 14, and then you'll have that 10-race thing with the Amazon TNT splitting those. This is going to be a very interesting thing to see how that will go. So, of course, media rights can determine many things. Like, it, what staff will stay at a network? So, there's a lot of, like, like I predicted on X on my account, I said, yeah, there'll be a big NASCAR media silly season or off season, like free agency, like we saw with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman in the NFL. Now you have more job openings for media members. And maybe there's an Xfinity broadcaster. Like think of like Alex, Adam Alexander, not saying I don't, now, this is just an example. What if he wanted, he could have an opening to do and ask more cup races and go to Amazon? Or you could see how Investwick find a role at one of these networks. Now, these aren't things that are sourced or factual. I'm just giving examples. But there's openings for maybe staff members that are, or just personalities at certain networks to find a new home more places to be if if like they lost and nascar wasn't on that network they were on they could go somewhere and find that job or get hired on a contract basis and work there kind of like what happened with bob progress being having to thank espn and going to fox i think he was at usa today for a little bit but he was able to come back to a tv network excuse me, and cover NASCAR with Fox, and he's been there since 2019. So there's a silly season, all-season moves that are interesting. So yeah, media rights do play a big part. But what's awesome about NASCAR is 
They're one of the few sports that the replays have been free on YouTube. And a lot of this does kind of come from the sponsorship. NASCAR is a sport that's heavily relied upon with sponsorship. Money from outside companies funding the teams. So that's big. Also, with this meteorite seal, yes, streaming will make its debut at cup races, streaming exclusive races on Max with the BR Sports add-on, and, of course, the Amazon Prime subscription. So it'll be kind of NASCAR dipping their toes in the streaming for the first time. Even though they did have extra media money when they had that Netflix deal. Even though, yes, it doesn't broadcast the races, it's more of an original show promoting the sport. But in the end, that is somewhat of a deal where NASCAR made media-type money. So it's kind of... It happened all kind of around the same time. They had the Netflix deal and this media rights deal. So you could say a lot of... It's growth with media... Money is coming to NASCAR, which is always a positive sign. So now I'm going to go into the Daytona 500, of course. I did want to talk about who won and give everyone an update. So the Daytona 500, I thought, was a great race. William Byron won in a controversial ending on the last lap in an overtime-based caution where he would ride, he rode his car with... The second place finisher. So Chastain had the lead early on. And towards the end of the race. And then then all the moving happened. It, it also check out the highlights, which you got there are the highlights are up there on YouTube and they had the full race replay. So I'd highly recommend if you missed it, the replays are free, which is awesome. So William Byron and Bowman were going to the line and NASCAR to call the winner between them. And they saw that Byron had was the first one to get the closest to the white flag or the checkered line when they the finish line. So they they called William Byron the winner. Some people did not like that. Um, it happened last year. I think more of it has to do with I can see people's points on like when it, especially with Hendrick because they are kind of like the Yankees the the biggest team in NASCAR are dominant they know how to win so people are like oh it's Hendrick but honestly it is I do see it as fair at least it's on the final lap and it's Daytona like you what are you gonna expect like you're gonna it's a it's it's super speedway racing you can't. It's hard to predict, and in the finishes, anything can it can come down right to the wire. There isn't. That's what I love about the sport. Which I'll go into about other reasons I love the sport, and and like a thank you type thing. But like it comes down to the wire. That race is never over until it is really over. Like, you could have a wreck on the final lap and your chances are gone. You might still have a chance in the final lap if you're, like, in 10th place. You never know what's going to happen. It can get 
weird and 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 just crazy out there. So also shout out to my hero Mike Joy that he he him and Kevin Harvin, Clint Boyer and all the NASCAR and Fox team I think did an excellent job calling the race. I love when Mike Joy brought that classified back saying, oh, crash. Now that was a highlight. He really turned back the clock a lot in that. So that was cool. Also a fact about when, since William Byron won of Hendrick, that ties Richard Petty Motorsports and Petty owned team history. So Petty Enterprises, RPM, and I guess now Petty GMS Legacy Motor Club. Which I mean, they they have kind of combined them and all their Daytona wins, but basically more petty enterprises and and most Daytona five hundred wins by a race team or team owner with nine total. And I feel like the whole thing with the Fox booth was promising. I think Fox Sports NASCAR coverage. Yes, the writing hasn't had as a lot of the issues as Bob is so awesome at that and all people like him. So, that, But it's been more their TV coverage. Some people kind of called them out on things like that. But I do see it as a positive, and I think it will get better. Harvick has done awesome in that new podcast he has with Caitlin, Vincy, and Mamba Smith has been awesome. The NASCAR and Fox Kevin Harvick Happy Hour cast was awesome. I did watch the first episode. So I think Harvick has brought some of that that cool back. Now I'm going to talk about the main topic I wanted to get into. Why I like NASCAR. Now, I I might have been in the past where I'm like, oh, I don't watch the NFL. Well, I did like the NFL. And I still do. But Motorsports and especially even baseball are like my passions. But why NASCAR is number one? NASCAR is more than a sport to me. It's a way of life. When you think of NASCAR, like what sport has the cars going to the green and the pace car going pit road? And the cars are are like, and that anticipation that comes with that is something that it doesn't happen in other sports. Yes, it's motorsports, but and there's the pace laps in all of them. But NASCAR has that excitement, that build up, and even the driver accessibility. When I went to the race, like you can get an inside pass and go on the infield. And sometimes you meet the drivers and be during, there during driver intros. The access is just amazing. Can you, for example, could you go to a Chiefs game and go on the field? You could, but you'd have to have connections with an owner. It's not just publicly given out. So I know it's more like pre-game, pre-race, but... That access can really change minds on how people feel about the sport. And also, it's a spectacle. Yes, everyone says, oh, these cars drive in circles. 
Well, I've seen a lot of people. I've taken my friend Jeff in person, and it changed a lot of his perspective, I feel like. Because when you watch on TV, it gets boring because you'll see cars go around in circles. Then you go on the track. The race goes by a lot faster, and it's easier to consume. When you're actually at the track, it's nothing's better. Like Chris Meyer says on his Instagram, when he, each race he goes to for Fox, because there's nothing better than being there live, covering the sport or watching it. There's experience is nothing better than that. NASCAR is a beautiful spectacle, in my opinion. The drivers, and also the way they salute the army and all our armed forces and the law enforcement. There's something patriotic about how NASCAR promotes itself. It lives off the American dream that you can do anything you want. And, and yes, NASCAR. And what I don't like about F1 is obviously F1 is growing, but the thing about F1 is it's so expensive to go to. NASCAR can bring a little like the luxury of cars but when you go to the race that you will notice the tickets are really relatively decently priced yes chicago street race they amped it up a lot but that was kind of a f1 kind of like let's try this type thing but most of the speedways and regular road courses are not that badly priced but you get a good entertainment value also, when I interviewed Mike Joy, you guys probably remember, you all probably remember this. He said that what sport allows you to use an app or, or a radio scanner and hear and pick up the, what the drivers are telling the crew chiefs on the radio and their strategy during the race. I don't think the NFL does that. And I sure don't think MLB does that. It's hard. You can't really hear, hey, what's the coach saying? When NASCAR, you get that coaches like listening. You can listen to this stuff. And that's what makes it so awesome. Which is, which is something that you don't get in the other sports. I don't think even really F1 has that fan access to team and driver communications. NASCAR's brought a lot of things to the table that other sports just can't. And, yes, NASCAR's not in the Jeff Gordon, Dale Earnhardt years, but I do see them coming back stronger. And I love the sport. It's my, it's one of my, it's my favorite sport, and I hope, and it's the sport I want to cover in the future, and even the reason why I wanted to start this podcast in the first place where I started showing interest in baseball and wanted to cover all types of sports. So that's kind of my thank you to NASCAR, but also one of my favorite things I use to get ready for races, mentioning Daryl Walter up here with the statement, boogity, 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 let's go racing, boys. Like, there's nothing better than when when you'd watch a race on Fox and Daryl Waltrip would say those just words to and and everyone got psyched up. All the fans would 
would listen to it on their scanner to either track the Fox audio broadcast, which you can actually do if you're scanner when you're there. If you like the Fox commentary, they will open up their broadcast audio, and you can pick it up on your scanner when you're live at the track, or you can listen to the MRN thing, radio broadcast, the more radio broadcast, which is awesome too. So that's why I feel like NASCAR is a special sport and why I try to put it out there as a sport that is for everyone. And also the way they've expanded, yes, there's been the whole controversies and stuff, but it's nice to see NASCAR is opening up to different audiences. Some will say they're not doing it the right way, but it's hard to go wrong with Alvin Kamara, NFL Pro Bowler. Michael Jordan, the NBA All-Star, and now The Rock doing Grand Marshal and staying even when it rained. So on that Monday, he could actually give the command to promote the sport, meet the drivers. That's like five cultural icons seeing the sports potential. You couldn't ask for anything better. And everyone will say, oh, the sport's dead. Well... For those that doubt, I would say to think again. Not trying to be negative, but I do see a lot of hope in the sport, and it's a passion. I'm glad that I I have been able to interview all the people I have in the sport, and it's my thing. I hope to continue it. So hope you all have a great day. Thanks for letting me share all these stories, and God bless.